Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So, mate, how many people in the world do you think organize a Google Doc for their French Film Festival viewing experience? I reckon there'd be a couple, but I don't think there's as many, like there's not many of them. So are we special? Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. I just think we're organised. It's true. There's nothing wrong with being organised. Prepare to fail if you don't if you fail to prepare, you know? Yep. This is I Only Like You in Movies. My name is Tanae. Her name is Lonnie. How are you going? No, Tanae? no. What? Ah, another week, same joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, my name is Lonnie, actually, and I've watched films at the recent French Film Festival through Palace Cinemas here in Australia. We're going to be talking about a whole bunch of them, aren't we, Tanae? Sure are. A whole five of them. Five of them. Um, so they might not be super easy to find straight away, but you know the recent releases, they'll be out there somewhere for you to go and experience yourself. Um, we do this. We've done this a couple of times. We, we always try and do the festival, but we talked about it on the podcast a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, we always have a great time at this festival. There are always some standouts. There's always some films that you think are going to be good, and then you watch them, and you're like, oh, I know that was a bit of a waste of time. Mm-hmm. And there's always some Virginia Ethereum movies we watch. So, If there's one thing about me, if there's yeah. one thing I'll do, it's watch every movie that Virginia's in. <laughs> I love her. She's my favourite. I know. And we just stumbled across her in our first go at the first right go round of the French Film Festival back in like 2013. Mm-hmm. So. We saw It Boy, which if you haven't seen it, it is a great movie. Truly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good, good experience, first experience at the festival. Now, what have we watched, Sinead? We have watched a film called Masquerade with Pierre Ninny. People will know he's from It Boy as well. Um, he also starred in Black Box, which was one of our favourite films from last year's French Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sort of about... Uh, God, how do you sum this up? It's kind of a thriller... Well, no, it's not. It's kind of a mystery. He ingratiates himself into these older rich women's lives in order to take their money, I guess. It's a quick summary. Yeah, there's there's some, um, not even quite a heist, just some people pulling, I can't think of the word I'm trying to think of. Scam? Yeah, there's a bunch of scammers scamming each other. Yeah. Um, then I saw, I don't think you saw Robust in the end. You told me not to bother with it, so I didn't. Gerard Jeppardieu, normally in great films, listen to this, this concept, right? It's Paris present day and past his prime, the once famed actor Georges, overweight, boorish, boorish and misanthropic, 
is struggling with problems and a reputation for being difficult to work with. Sounds great. We love commentary on the film industry and actors who have had enough. And anyway, he gets an assistant, a new assistant, and it's sort of their um, sort of an odd couple sort of friendship forms. Wasn't great, but we'll talk about it. Okay. Then we both saw A Good Doctor with Michelle Blanc and Hakim Jimili, which for me was one of the standouts of the festival. I don't know about you. I loved this. <laughs> yeah, it was a fun romp. So it follows um, Serge, who takes place over Christmas Eve, and he's the only on-call doctor on Christmas Eve, and he's going through a few issues of his own. And um, he basically, through a comedy of errors, enlists the help of an Uber driver to um, do his calls. <laughs> I guess, take the calls from his patients. It's comedy. Uh, it's got a lot of heart. It's, it was, yeah, fun. We also saw The Innocent, La Innocent, which we were hoping would be better than it was. Um, it's billed as a sort of heist film, and a heist does take place, but a long way into the movie. Basically, it's a son who's sort of disapproved of his mother's new boyfriend who was an ex-con. And um, it's sort of that, I don't know, the sort of cat and mouse game about figuring out who's falling back into old habits, perhaps. Yeah, that was yeah a good concept and some standout scenes, but so it took a little mm. while to get where it was going. It did. We can go into further. And then finally, we saw Other People's Children, which is our annual Virginie film, um, where she falls in love with a man who has a child, and it's about her relationship with that child, how it starts off a bit fraught, and then she becomes a second mother to the child. and um, Find herself loving the child more than the, the dad. It's a little Maria von Trapp situation we've got going on. It is. She said she she fell in love with the children. She the real Maria von Trapp. I mean, not the one that oh, Julie Andrews played. Yeah. Yeah. She stayed. She's openly said she stayed for the children because she loved the children. Hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Yep. Men suck. But I always say <laughs> they do. Now I think we should talk about robust first because I didn't see that one. So maybe you could just give us the highlights or lowlights as it may be. Highlights and lowlights of robust. Um didn't go far enough in any direction didn't make him over the top difficult to work with erratic but then didn't make him as kind it just sort of was a nah, it just said it's a bit mid that's how the kids use mid it's a bit mid, mid. Wow. um i think they they sort of tried to make me have a really emotional moment at the end where um, he's sort of likening himself to an experience that he had as a child but it didn't earn it at all and it was very ham-fisted and you could tell that they were really trying to make this emotional moment happen and I just wasn't here for it there is a cute puppy in the movie Okay, he buys oh. a puppy for, for his son mm. but not enough for me uh, people are praising the chemistry between um Gerard and 
Deborah, who plays uh, his new assistant, for me, I didn't think they had a lot of chemistry. Um, and she's got sort of this second storyline where she's wrestling slash, I don't know what the sport they're playing, sport. Um, but that also doesn't really go anywhere. So, yeah, one that I thought was sort of a safe bet because it's Gerard Depardieu and it's about an actor and falling out of love with his career. But it wasn't really that in the end. It was sort of just here are some moments of these people's relationship that's not particularly interesting or exciting or engaging. Oh, disappointing. Yeah. What a bummer. Mm. Oh, well, that's part of the film festival gambit, though, isn't it? It is. You know, take a punt, basically, or something, and sometimes it doesn't work out. So. But when it does work out, it's amazing. See It Boy, Populaire, and Black Box. Um, and also, I'm reminded a lot recently of um, Bong Joon-ho's comment about when he won the Oscar for Parasite, saying that if people could just get over that, what is it, one-inch little gap of mm. subtitles, they'll have a whole world of different films opened up to them. Mm-hmm. And so I think even though you get disappointed seeing these films sometimes and they're not quite what you want them to be, it's still important to expose yourself to different types of cinema if you want to have a well-rounded understanding of the world. Yeah, absolutely. Just get a different perspective and mm-hmm. see different things. And it's crazy to think that over in, in France, they go to see Australian film festivals, eh? How is that? <laughs> Bizarre. Uh, do you want to talk about a good doctor? Sort of Let's change gears? do it. Now, first of all, Sinead, would you call this a Christmas film? Yes. Hmm. Okay. Because... Okay, so we're referencing an episode that I guested on I Miss You, Man, your other podcast where I was brought on to discuss Christmas films. I'm a huge Christmas enthusiast. Um, And this sort of general guidelines that we came up with and I came up with there was, does it feel weird to watch it any other time of the year? This felt weird for me to watch in March, Mm. beginning of April. Takes place at the Christmas period is about the meaning of Christmas, finding connection and human, you know, connection, all about that. Features Christmas trees, think maybe some carols. Can't quite remember. It's been a while since I've seen it. I think, yes, I would count this as a Christmas film. It's not the most Christmassy of Christmas films, but I think it still would fit into the definition. Yeah, I think so too, and I think... You know, part of the reason of setting a film at Christmas is that people are feeling emotional and in this particular film one of the main characters has lost his son and so it is a you know yeah. a, that is something you're thinking about at times of, of when families coming together so I think it makes narrative you can see the narrative working for that as well yeah right? for sure now I like this too Sine, in your description before about this film about these sort of odd, odd couple coming together Guy's a, a, a doctor who does house calls, um, but he has to sort of enlist the help of a Uber driver to help him uh, do these house calls, you know, leading all up to helping him deliver a baby, sort of, because he's incapacitated. That's a great concept. My concern is go. how they got there. It felt a bit contrived about setting that up. Once we got there, it was cool, but getting there, I was like, this is a bit stretching credulity for me 
fine. <laughs> no? I, I, I didn't mind. I, I kind of knew the shtick that we were going into, and so I think the faster we got to the shtick, the better. I didn't really care how we got there. Okay. It was the shtick I was interested no. in. It was like, oh, you hand me the needle, do the needle, like whatever it was, it just kind of felt a bit... Oh, that bit about him being incapacitated. Yes, I do agree that that was very convenient. And I think maybe they could have come up with a bit more of a creative way to fix that. Yeah. Like he's drinking the whole night. Could he not just be drunk? Yeah. Anyway. But no, it was very sweet. And there was an interesting character dynamic I haven't seen before Mm -hmm. where it was... You know, a dad who's lost a son, but then he's still sort of got a relationship with his son's wife. And mm. that was something that was quite fraught and not something I've seen too many times because obviously they've got a, got a huge connection, but then they, what would you, what sort of a relationship could you have with that person moving forward? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I also really liked the sort of surrogate son aspect. Um, mm-hmm. I'm always here for a combo of an old cantankerous curmudgeon and like this optimistic ball of sunshine. I don't know. I quite like that. Um, like a me before you. Is that what you wanted for the other film, perhaps? Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't know. This character is like Amelia's character in you. Uh, me before you, sorry. You know, where she's just, he's just fun, there, can have a good time, can try and prove himself. I just really liked it. And I also liked, I liked the conceit. I thought it was really fresh. You know, it's not something I've seen before about a doctor on Christmas Eve doing house calls and um, someone having to step in their place. And, you know, he's got a Bluetooth earpiece in getting instructions from the actual doctor. I just thought it was really fun and joyous and just a really fun, nice time. But it had a lot of heart and soul at the end of it, you know, like with that dynamic as well, where he's lost his son and he's still trying to help the the partner. Um, now, we, we don't want to do as many spoilers on this because we want people to go watch the films hmm. and we know they're not as easily accessible. I feel like the film, though, had a perfect ending Yes, today. yes. At the restaurant? Yes. Yes. Okay, that's where I think it should have ended too. No, it had two extra scenes. So it had the, the sort of vision of his future and then it had the reality of his future, which called back to a joke that they'd already had a callback to that worked pretty well. And I think the third time they did the callback, it wasn't funny. They should yeah. have just left it at the two callbacks. But yeah, yes, having three different endings ending. to your film, yeah. Yeah, no good. But recommend that one for sure. Yeah. Good Doctor. Not to be excused, not to be confused with The Good Doctor, which is some sort of TV show. Correct. <laughs> which is apparently for people to watch. Isn't it weird how there's like a whole, there's like streaming TV, which we probably watch, young people, mm. and there's still real TV. Yeah, that's weird to me. The dreamers watch, you know? Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Shall we talk about Masquerade? We shall. Oh, Pierre, what are you doing to me, bud? What are you doing to me? So this was billed as a mystery thriller with a, like a Hollywood classic, suspenseful, glamour, sex, money, manipulation. That does exist in the film. but <laughs> It's not the film. <laughs> no. So first of all, this movie, 136 minutes. You feel oh. old, unfortunately. Very long. So long. Too long. And yeah, it's almost two films competing to get out there. And I, I feel like there was a really interesting one and then there was a not too interesting one, unfortunately. Mm. Um, what are your thoughts overall, Sine? Well, this was the big, like, opening night film. This was, you know, the one that they were leading the festival with and mm. sort of left it being like, really? Like, <laughs> okay. Mm. Normally, Pierre, you can bank on him being great. I don't know, he was just sort of stumbling around being a bit of a dumb idiot in this film. Um, so the the idea is he's uh, sort of seducing this older ex-actress who's this, this squillionaire um, and he sort of meets his match with a sort of Bonnie and Clyde-esque sort of storyline as they, they try to team together to team up together to figure out how to take advantage of these people with a bunch more money than they have to set mm-hmm. themselves up oh the just a good run of movies recently are they <laughs> no they're not mm. um i don't know i just like oh it dragged i didn't find it particularly interesting or engaging or funny um it was weirdly serious for what should be like a a kind of funny suspenseful movie you might have thought right or even like a satirical sort of biting commentary Mm. movie like there wasn't any of that Mm. either i don't know like and i didn't particularly care for um isabel adiani's performance which i think affected things a little bit there's a twist at the end which i feel just gives fodder to the crowd that's like see all women do is lie and trick men and take advantage of them but that's what I think. So yeah, well there you go. It's just you know cemented you into your already existing beliefs. <laughs> I think there is a good movie in here somewhere, which is why it annoys me a little bit. Like mm. I just feel like uh, it was almost there for me. Like it could have so, gotten there. I agree. For me, this idea of this guy who's like a bit bit of a scammer himself, mm-hmm. he falls in love with someone of his own age, which is something good to comment on this one. <laughs> yeah. So they fall in love, right? You, know, you said that Bonnie and Clyde, they're sort of scammers come together and fall in love, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's kind of interesting. And then the scam they pull would be that she is scamming an older guy into basically leaving his wife and yes. giving her all this money, setting her up for life, right? Yeah. And then she would leave him and she and her boyfriend would go off together having done a scam, right? That, mm-hmm. That's sort of interesting. Where the where the real plot comes into it is that she finds herself actually falling in love with the older guy she's scamming. 
Yes. That, to me, is a really interesting movie, which they kind of hint at here. And they kind of do. But it's competing with this other plot of old mate scamming the older women, the older actress, and being involved with her life. And every time I went back to that, I just was not interested. Yeah. So, yeah, masquerade, they're all wearing masks and whatever, and, you know, who's, who's the real you and whatever. Yeah. Sexy, you know, so French, the website says, but I don't know. I think it was very sexy. Yeah, I I wanted more of the, the heist scam stuff, I think. I wanted more about that and less about, oh, he's going back to live his boring existence that he's found himself in. Yeah, and, and I think, like, you know, it, it's very common for films involving heist and scammers and stuff for there to be one final twist at the very last minute that you couldn't have seen coming, right? And that's mm-hmm. almost you expect that to happen. And in here, that does happen, as you mentioned. But it's, like, kind of a bit lazy, I thought. Yeah. It was almost felt like an afterthought. Yeah, I can see how you, yeah. Anyway, last grade, I wouldn't be running out to see this one. But there's some interesting performances, and Pierre is always good. Pierre's always great, for sure. I think we should end on other people's children. All right. It's maybe innocent. Line a song. So I sort of explained this before. So Abel has a mother named Sylvie and um, she gets married to Michelle, who is an inmate. And I think Abel is worried that he's not a great influence on his mum, who herself is a previous inmate. Yeah, she's done this before, right? I think so. Yeah. She's fallen out with inmates before, I think. Yeah. Yes. No. Thoughts? <laughs> what are you trying to say? Naomi Mullant, who plays Clements, Revelation. Yeah, she was amazing. She's almost worth the price of admission herself. I mean, you're there to see her, aren't you? She was perfect. I have no issues with her performance. She was absolutely brilliant. Structurally, the movie wasn't there for me. Like, it took us a long time to get where we were going. They're trying to do this heist, but why lead with the heist? Everyone loves a heist. Why are we why are we delaying the heist? No, no. Um, again, it's a drama film, but I feel like a lot of these films could have been made more interesting if there was some comedy or at least a lighter touch. Mm. Kind of felt a bit too self serious. And yeah, Clements Naomi's character is the only one who's sort of bringing a bit more energy, and she's so compelling. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, written, directed, and, and starring uh, Louis Garrel, who is a bit of a uh, wonderkind over there. You might know him from Little Women. Oh, yeah. Patrick. Yeah, but, but, yeah. yeah. A lot of movies over in, the, in um, France. So, I don't know. There was one outstanding scene in the diner. Yes. And a lot of it, it's about grief and stuff. I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like, you know, we're watching shows like Barry in Succession and it's a bit of a different killer fish, but yeah. they're, they're dealing with similar themes, yet do it in such an interesting way. And then this film has some interesting parts, but overall we kind of, you know, look at your watch sort of thing. So I don't know how, how that, that works out. I don't know how you can investigate and interrogate 
some intense moments and elements of people's lives and do it in an interesting way, and then other people do the same thing, yet it comes off boring. Yeah. Because that's the, the trick, isn't it? The diner scene is, for me, the highlight where uh, they're sort of undercover playing these characters, but turns out they let their real feelings for each other slip. Um, mm. a beautiful moment, really well-written and directed and acted. Um but for me, that that was it. That's all the that's all the movie had to give me was one great scene. Yeah, and as as we said, Sinead, we want heist. We want heist all the way through. We want give me the thrills, heist. Thrills. Yes, yeah. love a heist. Don't, don't give me a movie that goes for hundred minutes. Felt like way longer. It did, right? Yeah, I just saw. But that. I guess because the heist didn't happen until like minute eighty or something. Anyway. Yeah. I I, I do. I would recommend watching this though, basically for. Naomi Milland, but yeah, you know. <laughs> um, it was okay. Looking at these movies, actually, there's a lot of characters who are dealing with like grief and the loss of people, which I guess is mm. true in life. We've all lost people, but real theme through the festival this year. Is it a cheap way to get emotions for these characters? Wow, I'm not saying it. You said it. I'm not saying. I'm just asking a question. You're just asking them. You're just positing, yeah. right? I see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. No, I'm glad we saw that. We saw it at a really cool cinema as well. So yes, we did. Which we will not talk about because it's Sine's favourite, and she doesn't want people to go there. It's just me and the little old ladies. Okay, if people start finding out about it, it'll change the whole vibe. <laughs> it's my okay. my safe place. It's my home. Your safe place. Now, what about other people's children? Should we just give Virginia Fiero like an Oscar now rather than waiting for her to like transition into mainstream movies like American Hollywood movies and then be rewarded in like 20 years? Like, can we just accept that she's the best working French actress at the moment? Like, can we just, she's from Belgium actually, but please, she's perfect and wonderful in every single way. I agree. Now, you didn't want to see this film, but I That's not true. That's not true. I don't know about that. We were watching yeah, the trailer. We were like, oh, Excuse no, me. boring. No. We were watching the trailers, <laughs> and the, unfortunately the trailer for this film pretty much tells you everything that's going to happen in the film. Hmm. And I was sort of like, oh, I've already seen four. I was burnt by robust, I think. And I was like, I don't have to see a Virginia film every year, I guess. Like, that's just a rule that I've put on myself. Correct. So, but I'm glad that we eventually saw it because i think it was the best one that we saw it was a nice way to top off the festival yeah mm-hmm. now your story before your um outline before is quite interesting and like it's the classic um concept and i'm surprised i haven't seen it too often in films about yeah you fall in love with somebody as happens and when you're a bit older and they've got a kid and how do you navigate that mm-hmm. um you know, so simple as a concept, but I think they just dramatized it so well. And they didn't, um, you know, let any character off lightly, really. Like every character, you know, they felt like real people, complex people that you'd find yeah. in your life. What do you think of their boyfriend? Dick. Absolute dick. Used her for what he wanted, decided he'd had enough absolutely destroys everybody in his life hate him so much pretty terrible yeah 
I this movie really moved me. It was really beautiful. Um, the final scene where the kid says, "Let's do the sandwich," oh, crying, mm-hmm. it's gone, done. Um, there is a bit of gratuitous nudity in this film, I will just say, because it's that classic thing where our oh, French women love to get their tops off. They can be it's, it's full frontal nudity. <laughs> But he yeah. never shows any of his bits, does he? Well, he's in the shower at one point. He's having, it's his back. You see his back. Up. Are you joking? She does full frontal nudity for like a full scene. And I just don't like this double standard thing. Anyway. I feel like this film, really interesting. I'm saying a lot today, but it was. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it just... um got to the core of this issue in with a light touch but at the same time um exploring a really um yeah a, a, a situation which would be fraught with danger i think mm-hmm. because you know the little kid doesn't get to choose who the stepmom is and fall in love with her but it happens but at mm-hmm. the same time she's got to navigate she's like well the kid will be fine like as much as I love her, she'll probably forget about me within a couple of years. Like it's that was really, really tough situation for her to be in. Yeah. Um, but that's the best outcome for the kid, right? Yeah. So sad though. What I will say though, I feel like the film ended a few times. Yes, it did. Again? Yeah. Can it not do what that, please? That about? I don't know. I don't know why movies are doing this to us lately. <laughs> I just think, where would you have wanted it to end? The park where they're nodding at each other. Yep, that would been fun. Yep, I thought so too. I guess it did. They did have to close off that storyline with her student. Yeah, you could have put that before that though. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, I guess she needed to know that she does have an impact on people, and that yeah, like everything you do has an impact on someone else, and even if it's even not if they don't remember it. Moment, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. But yeah. It's a sad one. The little kid was good. The little kid should got the Oscars, I reckon. I literally just edited a podcast where you made that same joke about our friend Ian. <laughs> so it's good that you're, uh, you know, we're just recycling the material here, guys, every week, <laughs> keeping it fresh for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I no. I think it was probably my pick for the film of the festival. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you want to rate these, but I think at least in order of priority, I would say this one then a good doctor would be two that I would try and track down. I would also recommend The Innocent, but I'm not Masquerade, Take a Leave for mine. Yeah, and Robust didn't do anything special for me. I was keen to see another film called Final Cut, but I didn't get around to it. Yes. It was on at bad times, and then we we came back and had COVID after our trip, but that's what I'll be looking to in the future. Yes. Do you want to give a quick just top line about that well yeah from from what i understand the film was about these people who are making a zombie film and then a real zombie apocalypse happens at the same time which is kind sounds of fun. really fun yeah yeah but i'm keen on seeing it too but i'm not the biggest fan of zombie stuff um so you were going to see it as like a, a test to see whether i can handle it or not yeah but... it's not just that i'm scared by them it's just i don't find that concept particularly interesting so but it sounds really fun so maybe you can track that one down at some stage. I will try. Okay, well, that's been the French Film Festival 2023. We are keen to see some more of the festivals that 
that happened at Palace this year, which we have done some in the past, but not to the same degree that we make a special effort for the French Film Festival. Yeah, I think, um, I don't know, we're making an effort to watch a lot more Australian shows this year, and also I think making more of an effort to watch um, a lot of films that, you know, we probably wouldn't be exposed to normally. So, yeah, trying to see a lot of different foreign language films. We'll give you a French film festival. We'll give you Super Mario Brothers. We contain multitudes, Lonnie. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I recommend tracking down these films. I'm sure Sunil will put the the names of them in the Mm -hmm. show notes, if not the title. It'll be a bit long, maybe. Um, But just in general, I recommend people get amongst, you know, some different films that they wouldn't necessarily be watching. You know, not just things that just pop up on Netflix every night, maybe... Look at your local film festivals, see what's going on. Yeah, for sure. All right, so as we said, we've got some back catalogue um, business going on. We've got lots of um, French film, the previous French film festival recaps. We've reviewed three seasons of a show set in France. What's that called again, Sine? Emily in Paris. <laughs> Why'd you say it like that? That's how I feel about it. Why'd you bring it up then? I didn't eat it. <laughs> so, so get amongst that if you want some some French. Um, I was gonna say culture. There American is none. French culture. <laughs> um, but yeah, in our back catalogue, we've done all sorts of things. So you can get amongst that while you still can, which is forever, because we're doing this podcast until the day we die. As Lenny keeps informing me, I don't know how I feel about it's that. Not a threat. It's just. <laughs> Fact. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for listening. Au revoir. See you next time. Bye.